you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Pastor Mark Burns' weird view of the LGBT community taking a disturbing turn, the recent January 6 hearings, and how Trump supporters are reacting to them, Trump joining the Reawaken America tour. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hey, Owen, this is Bray from Pennsylvania. I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on LGBT people who vote Republican or against their interests? That was a short voicemail. I appreciate it. There is actually a group out there called the Log Cabin Republicans that is an LGBT Republican group. And it absolutely blows my mind. If you look at the history of the Republican Party, I don't see how you could possibly be in favor of them while simultaneously being gay. You, you can't. They are directly opposed to your life. In fact, I would venture as far as to say some small percentage of Republicans don't want you to be alive anymore. They want to make it a crime punishable by the death penalty in America. To, to be in a gay relationship. That is voting against your own interests if I've ever seen it. But you know what? People have been voting against their own interests for since the dawn of time. Since America started, really, they have been. But it's gotten significantly worse in the past 50 years because of propaganda networks like Fox News, because of the mixture of church and state. There's been a concerted effort to propagandize to undereducated people, as Trump says he loves so much. Because they know that they're easy to propagandize to, they're easy to convince of a position if they don't have the information they need to know that Trump is lying or to recognize that Trump is lying or the Republican Party in general is lying to them and manipulating them. They're easier to sucker into doing certain things because they haven't gained the critical thinking skills they need to protect themselves from charlatans, basically. I honestly have no idea how you can be gay and simultaneously vote Republican. It blows my mind, but people manage it somehow. Absolutely bizarre. Hi, Ellen. Uh, my name's Julian. I'm from Illinois. Uh, I'm going to be married uh, come June 1st. Congratulations. Great news. And Or July 1st, my apologies. And I am just wondering... What happens after they overturn Roe v. Wade? Because that's inevitably going to happen. And, like, what's going to happen to us who are already married, a part of the LGBTQ, and all this other stuff? What's I'm just scared of what's going to happen. It'd be cool if you could answer this. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. Roe v. Wade specifically affects abortion rights in the United States uh, federally, it makes it so that states are now allowed to ban abortions on a state level, not on a federal level, but on a state level specifically. They're, they are now allowed, or they will be, not yet, but they will be allowed to ban abortions on, on a state level. That being said, there are still states out there that will keep abortion protections on a state level. Like, for example, New York State it's enshrined in the New York State Constitution 
that you're allowed to have an abortion. That's not going anywhere anytime soon. Texas will try to ban it and, and many other places, Florida, so on and so forth, but it will still remain available in other states. And there's nothing that anybody can do to stop that, basically, unless they passed a law explicitly banning it on a federal level, and that's just not going to happen anytime soon. So if you need to have an abortion, it is possible to go out of state, worst case. It's going to be more expensive, it's going to be more difficult, but it is doable. You can still have an abortion if need be. just have to go out of state for it. That being said, there's been talk of overturning marriage rights, like overturning Obergefell, which allows people to get married to somebody of the same sex. If they overturned Obergefell, everybody who is currently married to a same-sex partner would remain married. They can't annul marriages or whatever, and they would continue to get the benefits that, that straight couples get, as they do now. Uh, they would just prevent other people from getting new marriage licenses. They'd prevent it from happening in the future. And there are still some states that allow gay marriage. Like, Connecticut, I think, allows gay marriage. Whether it's allowed on a federal level or not, it, it doesn't matter. Connecticut still allows it in their state. So people could still get gay married in Connecticut. And the, the protections and benefits and rights that, that come along with being married will follow you from state to state. Whether you're allowed to get married in that state or not, the insurance that you carry at work will still legally have to cover you and your spouse because you're legally married, basically. Now, that being said, I'm not a lawyer. I, I assume you're asking me a, a logistical legal question, and that's my understanding of the answer. But don't take this to mean that I am a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination. I, I've just done a little bit of research on it, and that's what I came up with. Hi, uh, my name is William, and I'm all the way from Oregon. Uh, I just... I want to say, first off, I'm really nervous about calling because of my anxiety. Don't sweat it. You're doing fine. And uh, second thing, I am a, I really appreciate the stuff you do and whatnot. So uh, and my question here is, uh, do you think that the right has become more genocidal in terms of rhetoric and just overall the stuff they say about people they don't like, you know, trans people, uh, minorities, uh, gay people, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Uh, yeah, I uh, hope you have a good day, and I really enjoy the content you make, and uh, yeah, that's it. Has the right become more genocidal in the rhetoric that they use? Yes, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, they have, to a disturbing degree. I recently covered this guy named Mark Burns, who is using flat-out genocidal language. Not to mention this famous pastor from Steadfast Baptist recently, Jason Ewes or Awies or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce his name or what it was, but anyway. Steadfast Baptist Church, they're a branch of the NIFB, and they explicitly said they want the LGBT, or they want LGBTQ people to go through the criminal justice system, they want to be charged with a crime, and they want to give them the death penalty, and they got very explicit in their description of how they want this to go down. Mark Burns, Pastor Mark Burns, running for Congress, said something similar. The LGBT transgender grooming our children's minds is a national security threat because it is ultimately designed to destabilize the republic we call the United States of America. That's why when I'm elected, I don't want to just vote. I want to start holding people accountable for treason. Okay, and what's going to happen to these quote-unquote treasonous LGBTQ people? What, what's your plan for them? 
uh, Mark. We need to hold people for treason, start having some public hearings, and start executing people who are found guilty for their treasonous acts against the Constitution of the United States of America, just like they did back in 1776. That's where we are. That that's that is genocidal language if I've ever heard it. And and that's not even the worst of it. I can't play the worst of it on YouTube, not because of demonetization problems, but because YouTube will delete my f channel. They will delete my channel if I play some of this stuff. All I can do, I can't play it, but I can talk about it and and gesture at it and express my support for it. That's all I can do. If I play some of the clips from this stuff, I will not have a platform anymore. YouTube will take it away. Anyway, my point here is I fully support the LGBT community, and I am absolutely disgusted by the genocidal language that they're using right now that, that seems to have been normalized at this point. And I hope that we can move in a direction where this kind of language is, becomes unacceptable again. There was a, a point in time not so long ago, before Donald Trump got into office, when this kind of language was less acceptable than it is now. But here we are. Thanks, Trump. Next message is an email from Nicholas. The subject is a question about non-theistic death. Hi, Owen. I'm a philosophy student and a lapsed Catholic of about seven years. As you can admit, there is a comfort in religious certainty about life after death. Example, heaven, the new system, reincarnation, etc. Although it was only recently when I began to consider the implications of finite existence to the extent that I've experienced daily existential crises, contemplating what meaning I can derive from chaos. So you're having a hard time dealing with the, the fact that you're going to die one day, basically, is my read on the situation, right? And it's bothering you every single day. It's getting to you trying to find meaning in your life in some way the question i'm asking is how do you deal with this omnipresent issue of there being a point where descartes first meditation fails thank you for your reading or orating onto youtube and or twitch the fearful yet faithless i appreciate that yeah so the question is how do i deal with the knowledge that we're going to die one day and how do I find meaning in my life? I, I try to affect other people's lives positively. That's really what it's all about for me. And more specifically, I try to affect my kid's life positively in some way. I know that she is going to be deeply affected by anything that I have to pass on to her, any ideas I have to give her, any philosophies or morals or beliefs or, or whatever, anything that I pass down to her, she's going to carry with her. And it's, go it's created who she is at this point. And she's going to carry that on to the next generation. I will live on through my kid, basically. I will continue on to influence humanity that way they say you die twice once when you take your last breath and finally when somebody speaks your name for the last time but really does anybody ever fully die there's always some piece of you that lives on to the next generation and the next and the next some tradition some cultural idea or belief or feeling or mindset or something carries on to your kids and their kids and their kids. So my goal is to affect the people around me as positively as possible, make their lives better in some way, and pass on some tradition or cultural value or, or belief or idea that I want them to have 
that I want to remain in this world. And that's all I can do. That's how I deal with it. Oh, and don't think about it. Just put <laughs> push it out of your head. Don't don't even don't even think about it if you can avoid it. Next email is from Rochelle. Title is Need JW POV Help. I have a niece who started dating a guy who was a JW. She is not a JW, so he so his family began to shun him. Been there. I was the one being shunned. This made him ask my niece to join his church. Not gonna work. Not it doesn't work. He's already being shunned. It's not going to improve the situation at all. She doesn't know a lot about religion, so she called me and asked my opinion. Obviously, I told her absolutely not. The last weekend, she brought him to meet me. After talking with him, I found out he's been disfellowshipped currently for the relationship with my niece, but only his mom and brother aren't speaking to him. The rest of the family, I think, believe my niece will eventually convert, and he'll return to the church. That's a shame. A lost cause. After finding all this out, we got into a general discussion about his faith, and he was really surprised how much I knew about JWs. Thanks to you. Awesome. Glad I could help. It seems like he's right at the beginning of questioning all things related to religion, though. Dude sounds like me a few years back. Sounds like where I was on when I was on my way out. Still believed it deeply for years after leaving the religion, after being disfellowshipped. It took me forever to finally find my way out. I told him about my journey out of religion, but I'm ex-Southern Baptist, so it's not the same. Is there a specific video or book that you would recommend from a JW point of view? Thanks, Rochelle from Texas. Oh, that's a tough question. Um specific video or book that you'd recommend um man i should make a video about that right maybe i should make a video detailing like specifically intended to help people find their way out who are in this exact situation a lot of the books that i've read have been targeted toward people who have questions about it or or aren't really quite on their way out yet crisis of conscience was a great book that was by an ex-governing body member, and it describes all the corruption that happened in the governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm trying to think of something very specific, some very specific videos, specific book or something. I guess my recommendation right off the top of my head would be Crisis of Conscience by, oh my god, what's his name? It's totally slipped my mind. Holy Christ, I suddenly cannot remember his name. Yes, ex-governing body member. He left the religion and wrote a whole book about it, about how corrupt it was and everything. Uh, Franz, Ray Franz, Ray Franz, yeah. Ray Franz is the guy's name. Crisis of Conscience by Ray Franz. I'd recommend reading that. It's kind of hard to get your hands on nowadays because I think he died copyright passed to his family members who were still Jehovah's Witnesses, but then that passed off to somebody else. I don't know. Just see if you can find a copy on Amazon or eBay if not. Uh, anyway, good luck with that situation. Hope for the best, and I hope he finds his way out like I did. Next email is from Sez, Small Town Thinking. Howdy, neighbor. Hope all is well with you and yours. Yeah, Sez and I are neighbors, um, roughly. We live a couple miles apart. Speaking neighborly amiability, do you think, in your opinion, towns can become cults? Not like Mormons or multi-level marketing taking over an entire town, but rather... Small town Americana thinking like a hive mind rather than individuals. My best example of these in movies would be Children of the Corn, Stepford Wives, I think is what that is, and literally any Hallmark movie ever created. I've never noticed. Real life historical examples I could give would be the prevalence of sundown towns, aka racist all white towns that told black folks not to let the light hit them by sundown. You and I have left small bigoted towns uneasy about change, but what really made me think about this is when my school counselor told me in middle school when I suggested that I would go to high school in New York City, 
Oh no, dearie, you must choose from the list of schools provided. No one ever leaves this town. Not ever. No one ever leaves. Anyway, let me know what you think, Seth. I appreciate that. Based on the experience that you and I have had, I, I yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a hive mind element to this. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. If a town can get rallied behind a specific position or hate some specific person or thing for whatever stupid made-up reason they've got, like sundown towns, for example, you know, rallying behind racism. Or like in my example, where I reported a teacher for breaking the law and the, the entire town turned against me. Or in your example, where you dealt with something similar. Uh, that kind of thing happens. It's like a hive mind that takes over and they go completely nuts. They can definitely turn into cults or they can kind of build a cult-like mentality, a cult-like formation around them. I don't think it's terribly common, but yeah, it definitely happens. And then there are towns that are actually run by full-blown cults, like you mentioned. Towns that are run by Mormons or multi-level marketing schemes. I mean, there are a lot of examples of this type of thing, for sure. Anything can become a cult at any time. It really can. I mean, will it? Probably not. I don't think cults are really that common. I think it's an anomaly, a societal anomaly to become a cult or to become part of a cult or whatever. But it happens enough that an awful lot of people have been affected by it. And that's why I have the platform that I do, because so many people have been affected by it that they come to me to hear me talk about my experiences with it and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it, it definitely happens and it's disturbing as hell when it does. Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Mark Burns' weird view of the LGBT community taking a disturbing turn. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Pastor Mark Burns is running for office, so he's been doing as many public appearances as he could possibly fit in lately. This is him on screen. If you're unfamiliar, I've talked about him a couple of times, but he's had some extra disturbing stuff to say recently. Matter of fact, at the moment that this is being filmed, his primary hasn't taken place. I'm going to insert the results of his primary right here in post-editing so that you guys know, because by the time this releases, We'll have the answer. Looks like Mark Burns lost his primary. He got 23.8% of the vote, or 11,183 votes in the district. William Timmons will be going to the election in November. He won 52.7%, or 24,751 votes. Either way, no matter how this turns out, whether he won or lost, the fact is this guy has garnered a ton of public attention for a lot of disturbing stuff, a lot of disturbing views that he's espoused recently. And the fact that we have people running for office getting this much attention off of these ideas is concerning in its own right. So I feel even if he lost the primary, it's still worthy of covering, whether he wins or loses. Before we talk about Mark Burns, I have to introduce you to the host of the show that he went on in one of the clips that we're going to be talking about. He went on Lauren Witzke's show. Lauren Witzke is this woman here on the right. Lauren Witzke was a congressional candidate in 2020, but she lost her election. She won the primary against James DiMartino, 
but lost the general election. Of course, she's running in the Republican Party. She's running for the U.S. Senate to represent Delaware. She was a co-host on True News with Rick Wiles. This is a global coup d'etat by the most evil cabal of people on the planet in the history of mankind. And if it is not stopped in the very near future, they will win. That's what's at stake, control of the world. They're planting, they're putting eggs in people's bodies. We, if you didn't see yesterday's True News, you need to watch it. It's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite and grows inside your body. I don't know if you guys remember that guy, but he had some nutty ideas of his own. Anyway, it's a right-wing, white supremacist, extremist media outlet, basically. All these people, they're all white supremacist, neo-Nazi types of people. I, I, I'm not being hyperbolic with that. I, I never use hyperbole when it comes to neo-Nazis, if I can help it. She is a full-blown white supremacist neo-Nazi. So I just wanted to introduce you to a couple of her more deranged, bizarre ideas. And then we're going to talk about the interview that she did with Mark Burns. This is on her current show or podcast that she does currently, now that she's left True News with Rick Wiles. Listen to what she had to say. This came out February 23rd, 2022, days after Putin launched the war against Ukraine. She says this about Putin. Here's the deal also, you know, Russia is uh, a Christian nationalist nation. They're actually Orthodox Christian, I'm mm. Russian Orthodox. So, you know, I actually support Putin's right to protect his people and always put his people first, but also protect their Christian values. I identify- So Putin launches a war against Ukraine, a, a morally depraved move by all accounts. The entire world turned against him for doing such a heinous, disturbing thing, right? And we were right in the thick of it at this moment, February 23rd, just days after the war started. She comes out and she says she's she's praising Putin like days after she's saying this is great. She loves the guy. She's proud of him for defending his Christian nationalist state. It's just absolutely disturbing stuff. I, we're 14 seconds into this video and I'm already disturbed by what she's saying. U.S. Senate candidate in 2020 and is now interviewing and agreeing with a current congressional candidate, Mark Burns. Well, first, but also protect their Christian values. I identify more with Russian, uh, with Putin's Christian values than I do with Joe Biden. Uh, so, you know, like there is that, you know, that there, there is that there. And, you know, Christian nationalist countries also are a threat to the global uh, regime. Like the That is disturbing stuff. There is no way around that. That is absolutely disturbing stuff. So that should give you an idea of who she is and what she believes and who we're dealing with now. Here's another clip with Lauren Witzke. Listen to this one. This is establishing her white supremacist views. White Christian males or white straight males are the most persecuted uh, class demographic in the United States of America right now, especially in the workforce. The anti-white system that advocates for us like people like us to not have a voice, 
uh, to not have any rights, like kind of considering us like second class citizens that don't deserve rights is what they kind of try to treat us as. What kind of delusional world do you have to live in to actually argue that white people are the persecuted minority in the United States? Honestly, what kind of a delusional world does this person live in? is what they kind of try to treat us as. They think that the system, the anti-white system, is going to spare them too, and it is not. This anti-white system, it's coming for all of us. People are starting to notice more and more that every commercial uh, is trying to push some kind of degeneracy on you, something anti-white on you, if you don't notice. Um, if you haven't noticed, I mean, everybody's starting to notice. It's all part of a giant humiliation ritual. That's what it was when they took down our historical monuments. It was a humiliation ritual. So, yeah, that's Lauren Witzke. She lives in a delusional world. I, I, I'm not being hyperbolic here. If that doesn't kick it over the edge for you, listen to this one. This one just came out early June 2022. Look, I'm not ag against theocracy or authoritarianism if it's coming from God. Like, God, for the most part, is not, it's not a democracy in heaven, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. And, and, I mean, we saw what happened with democracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had yeah. choice between Barabbas and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, they're like, so, yeah, 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 give, know, us, give, us, give like, us Barabbas, okay, the murderer. So they seem to be in favor of authoritarianism on earth because they're in favor of it in heaven. Let, let's just buy into their weird little ideology for a moment. God is supposed to be perfect, right? Men are not perfect. That's why, even in their ideology, an authoritarian regime would work hypothetically because God is leading it. Humans are corrupt. Humans are not perfect. Humans look for every opportunity to take for themselves. That is why authoritarianism doesn't work, or one of the many reasons why it doesn't work here. That, that just flies right over her head. So anyway, that's Lauren Witzke, if you were curious. So she has Mark Burns on her show recently. I want to introduce you to Mark Burns. Let me just throw some of Mark Burns' ideas at you before we get into the latest clip. This is mid-November 2021. Check this one out. I'm excited about the growing movement, especially here in the 4th District of South Carolina, of people who are identifying themselves as just Christian conservatives, right? We got to take it back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe the people here at the 4th District of South Carolina are getting that. It's not just about being Republicans. It's about being a conservative Christian who believes this is a Christian nation. You just want to say it's not a Christian nation in any stretch of the imagination. And any policy that is contrary to the word of God, we need to remove it from uh, from mainstream America and make it illegal. Do I even need to point out the fact that the First Amendment contradicts the First Commandment? Freedom of speech and freedom of religion are not acceptable according to Bible standards. You would have to basically erase the entire Constitution. But that's honestly no joke. That's what he wants to do. That's what these people want to do. They're called Dominionists, and they have the intention to replace the Constitution with the Ten Commandments. Seriously. They really do. So that's who Mark Burns is. There's one more clip that I wanted to watch to lay a little bit of groundwork to give you a little more information about him. This one was mid-March 2022. Listen to this one. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, David, when I'm elected, I am going to help formulate uh, and re-energize a committee called HUAC. HUAC is the House. House Un-American Activities Committee is what it is. And uh, we're going to be talking about that in a minute. Is the House of Un-American Activities Committee. 
This is a committee. It is not a new committee. It was a committee uh, that was during the time uh, uh, that existed in the 40s and the 50s. But it's a committee that is sole purpose is to identify Americans, media, elected officials who are doing un-American activity activities and to hold them for treason here in America. I don't know if you've ever read about McCarthyism, but that's what he's talking about. During the era of McCarthyism, that's when the House Un-American Activities Committee existed. They were looking for anybody who might possibly have any kind of communist or socialist sympathies, and they were charging them with crimes. They were losing their jobs, they were following them around and harassing them and all kinds of stuff. It got very, very ugly. Nobody actually wants to go back to that time, except this guy. This guy does. He wants to restart the House Un-American Activities Committee, and he wants to replace the Constitution with the Ten Commandments. And he's running for Congress. Check out this clip, early June 2022. It's a newer one. He's talking about something completely unrelated, and then he decides to dive into LGBT issues. The LGBT transgender grooming our children's minds is a national security threat because it is ultimately designed to destabilize the republic we call the United States of America. That's why when I'm elected, I don't want to just vote. I want to start holding people accountable for treason. So you were wondering who he intended to go after with the House Un-American Activities Committee? LGBT people. Anybody from the gay or trans community, anybody that he disagrees with, basically. Anyone who disagrees with him ideologically, politically, or religiously is un-American and deserves to go to prison and, char and to be charged with treason. That's where his head's at. And he's running for Congress. Whether he won or not is irrelevant. We have people in this country who have a real shot, a real shot at winning, who have ideas like this. I want to start holding people accountable for treason to the Constitution. I am going to push to reenact HUAC. HUAC is the House of Un-American Activities Committee. It was a real committee that was formulated back in the 50s, and it's a, a committee that we should reenact that starts holding these people accountable for treason. We need to hold people for treason, start having some public hearings, and start executing people who are found guilty for their treasonous acts against the Constitution of the United States of America, just like they did back in 1776. And there's Lauren Witzke clapping. She's clapping for it. There was a pastor recently from Steadfast Baptist Church in Texas, I believe. He's a member of the NIFB. Probably heard the news about this guy. I forget his name. Something A-W-E-S. Awes? Awes? Or something? I don't even know how you'd pronounce a last name like that. But anyway, this pastor said something very similar. That got all kinds of attention in the media. It blew up. Went absolutely nuts. Everybody's talking about it. Newsweek and all over the place. That's what this guy just said. He didn't use those very specific words, didn't use that verbiage. But listen one more time to the very end of this. No, we need to hold people for treason, start having some public hearings, and start executing people who are found guilty for their treasonous acts. Who's going to be guilty of treason in his mind? The LGBT transgender grooming our children's minds is a national security threat because it is ultimately designed to destabilize the republic. I want to start holding people accountable for treason. So that's his plan for LGBT allies. Allies is who he's talking about. 
Not not just the LGBT people. Just people who are supportive of it. What does he have in mind for the actual members of the community, is my question. Truly disturbing stuff. On the note of McCarthyism, I found this clip a while back. Uh, there's a guy named Robert J. Lifton, and he wrote a book called Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism. That was the name of it. Back in the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, era during the McCarthy era, the Chinese were capturing Americans and basically doing brainwashing experiments on them. And th this is all well understood, well documented, and Robert J. Lifton's book talks about it. It was like foundational work in the area of cult research and brainwashing research. Because after the Chinese put these Americans in this prison camp, you get people coming out saying this. Watch this. This is a real video of real Americans coming out of a Chinese prison camp. My name is Harold Webb from West Palm Beach, Florida. My name is Aaron Wilson from Urania, Louisiana. This is a very happy moment for me, for now I am free. Free from McCarthyism. Friends, the only way to stop fascism in America is to do as I have done. Stand up and fight for our rights. My name is Louis Griggs and my home is at Jacksonville, Texas. I stayed behind to escape the Red Bait and McCarthy and are sure that I'll never again have to fight in another unjust war as I did in Korea. Even if I had wanted repatriation, the fate of Dickinson and Bachelor would have stopped me. My name is Richard Tennyson. I live in Alden, Minnesota. People who hate war and stand up for their beliefs are faced with McCarthy and fascist cut control House Un-American Activities Committee. There's a mention, the House Un-American Activities Committee. That was the source of a lot of the McCarthyism. How did these people get to this point? How did they get brainwashed? It's a really fascinating read, his book, Thought Reform, and the psychology of totalism. Robert Caldini talks about it in his book called Influence, also. Stephen Hassan has talked about it in his book, Combating, uh, Combating Cult Mind Control, uh, specifically about like the Chinese prisoners of war. And I've talked about it in a video. I think it's called How Cults Rewire Your Brain. It's on my main channel. That's I, I even play this video in it. But anyway, for the record, these people were fully brainwashed by the Chinese. There, there's really no basis for them to... I mean, these were like bleed red, white, and blue patriots who fought in a war for America. You know, it was fully brainwashing that brought them to this point. But that is the time that Mark Burns wants to go back to. That's the era. He likes that. He wants it. That was a really bad time. It really was. McCarthyism was absolutely terrible. And he wants to bring us back to that time. He wants to bring us back to that era. That is disturbing stuff. And what's even more disturbing is the idea that the fact that he's pushing for it may mean that he has some influence over how it's formed and who they'll target and things like that. I mean, it, it seems a little bit far-fetched, but I honestly didn't expect to get Donald Trump as a president in the first place. I never underestimate these people anymore. Not since 2016. I joked about Trump being president in 2015, and then 2016 happened. Do not underestimate these people. Don't underestimate how an ideology spreads. He may not get into Congress. He may not. But he's moving the Overton window that much further to the right. He's moving the window of public, acceptable public discourse that much further to the right every time he talks about this. So here's my question. Is the guy a true believer or is he just trying to get attention? Either way, the damage is done. He's harming society with what he says and what he does.
He is making his ideas more acceptable to a wide audience just by saying it, just by being a congressional candidate and coming out here and suggesting this stuff. He's making it more acceptable to a wider audience. So it, it really doesn't matter if he believes it or not. But does he? That's my question. Does he believe it? Or is he just trying to get votes? Wesley Oliver, would they replace the Supreme Court with pastors? Yeah. You know, I don't know that they'd have a Supreme Court. I mean, if we're talking replacing the Constitution, we're talking replacing the entire government with a Christian nationalist type of government. Just, it won't be America anymore. It will be a Christian nationalist state. That's their intent and their plan. No hyperbole. They they say that. They specifically outline it. Lance Walna, Johnny Enlow, Mark Burns have all given specific, direct, explicit plans for their intentions to abolish the Constitution and replace it with the Ten Commandments. That's the plan. And Mark Burns agrees with this and is on board and wants to make it happen, wants to make it a reality. Next, we're going to talk about the recent January 6th hearings and how Trump supporters are reacting to them. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. If you're watching this clip five years in the future, let me give you a little bit of background to January 6th. It was basically this this gigantic event that Trump orchestrated. It was immediately after the election, just a couple months after everybody counted the ballots and learned that Biden actually won. He got more votes. It turned out that Donald Trump was orchestrating this attack, this insurrection, full-blown insurrection on the Capitol. The House of Representatives formed a committee to determine the level of Trump's involvement and who else was involved and what they were doing and who believed what at what time, all that stuff. So I wanted to read this CBS article about what we learned from the first January 6th hearings that aired just the other day, because I wanted to lay that that groundwork before talking about how people on the right are reacting to it right now how they're reacting to the hearings. So let me just read a couple of highlights on this CBS article. Uh, again, this is cbsnews.com. Title of the article is Six New Things We Learned from the First Public January 6th Hearing. A lot of people have talked about what we learned. That's not going to be the highlight of this. My highlight is how the right is reacting to it. Let's just lay the groundwork first. The, number one, Trump never called on any law enforcement entity to protect the Capitol. Instead, Pence did, Cheney says. According to Vice Chair Liz Cheney, Trump, who was president at the time of the riot, did not make a single call to a federal entity to direct law enforcement agencies to protect the Capitol. Instead, then Vice President Mike Pence did, effectively taking the role or taking on the role of president. That's a pretty big deal, in my opinion. Number two, Ivanka Trump said she accepted Barr's assessment of the election. Then Attorney General William Barr testified that he told Trump he disagreed with his belief that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Quote, I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit, Barr said in recorded testimony, and I didn't want to be part of it. When Barr determined the president that President Biden had, in fact, won the election, Ivanka Trump, 
Trump's daughter and advisor, told the committee she believed him. Number three, multiple Republican lawmakers sought pardons from the White House after January 6th. Cheney also claimed multiple Republican members of Congress sought presidential pardons in the days after the riot at the Capitol, including Rep. Scott Perry. Perry has declined to comply with the committee subpoenas. Number four, Jared Kushner took White House counsel's threats to resign as whining. The president's son-in-law and top advisor, Jared Kushner, was asked by Cheney during his taped deposition about multiple threats made by White House counsel Pat Cipollone and his team to resign amid what Cheney termed the lawless activity surrounding Trump's efforts to hold on to the presidency. Number five, Proud Boys started marching to the Capitol before Trump's speech started. That means somebody was planning it. This wasn't a protest gone wrong. This didn't get out of control. That's the point here. This was a full-blown planned insurrection. The Proud Boys began marching to the Capitol before Trump's speech rallying his supporters even began, according to documentarian Nick Queston, who's in the middle of filming a documentary on the Proud Boys on January 6th. Number six, and the final point in this list. Members of Trump's cabinet discussed the 25th Amendment, Cheney says. Of course, Cheney is one of the committee members that was describing what they learned. Cheney said members of Trump's cabinet discussed the possibility of invoking the 25th Amendment, adding the American public will hear more about it in the coming public hearings. The 25th Amendment provides the cabinet a path to replace the president. It was never invoked on or in the days after January 6th. Okay, so how is the right reacting to it? We have a couple of options to look to. The first place I wanted to look is Reddit, r slash conservative. That's a fantastic place to get a read of the room, for lack of a better term. See what r slash conservative users are saying about January 6th, and we'll get there. The second place I wanted to look was something called Patriots.Win. You may be unfamiliar with it, but it is where the r slash the Donald subreddit went after they were banned from Reddit. They created their own website, their own forum, like their own Reddit-style thing, and turned it into the Donald.win originally. They lost the domain name, the Donald.win, and they created Patriots.win. There was some weird internal conflict. So anyway, that's how they ended up at Patriots.win. I don't usually like to kind of go through that website blindly without proofing everything, every comment that I read before going there, especially not on a live stream, because it's a place where violent extremists congregate and talk about their hopes and dreams of getting even more violent and extreme. And that is a that honestly even that's an understatement. There are no slurs that are off limits in that place and they use them generously. The FBI is known to comb through that website regularly because it's so deeply extreme. If you're looking for evidence that Donald Trump leads a full-blown cult, you will find it on patriots.win. And the third place I wanted to look is through some clips from some of his old followers, like Donald Trump's old people, like Steve Bannon has some clips I want to look at. Also, Mike Lindell. We're going to be taking a look at that. So I'll tell you what, before we get into all of the other stuff, let's just look at some of the clips that, that I've got here. This is a clip that Steve Bannon put out about the January 6th hearings that were playing at the time. Listen to this. Early June 2022. Listen to what he had to say about it. Folks, so, here's what's happening. They're, they're figuring out how to doctor the ratings right now. They don't want to drop the bad news. What are we going to do? do? do we... Hold it. The long faces of Morning Joe in this crowd 
listen, let me. I get, regardless of what the ratings are, it was boring and it sucked. He's doing everything he can to downplay the importance of the hearings. In my opinion, the hearings are important just to go into the national record alone, just so that they're submitted to like national archives, just so that history cannot be rewritten. Those hearings will be there forever. They, they detail every moment, every minute of the events that took place on January 6th. It really was a full-blown insurrection. Now, you can say it's boring all you want, but preliminarily, it appears as though 20 million people tuned in on TV, not on YouTube, not on CBS's website or C-SPAN's website, but on TV. Tuned in on, on TV, like who the hell has cable TV anymore? 20 million people tuned in to watch the hearings unfold. That argument falls completely flat in my eyes. And I, I didn't think it was boring. I watched through the whole thing. Check out this next one. This is Steve Bannon once again desperately trying to demonize it because he was the target of, of a lot of this. He knew a lot of what was happening. In fact, he was the subject of parts of the hearing. Again, early June 2022. Trump won the presidency. And he is the legitimate president of the United States. And your guy's illegitimate. And the American people are awakening to that. And we don't care what you have to say. And I dare Merrick Garland. Uh, for the record, that's complete nonsense. All of that is nonsense. Trump did not win the election. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There is no evidence of any kind of orchestrated anything. Biden won the election, and that is why he is president now. This guy creates disinformation. And we don't care what you have to say. And I dare Merrick Garland to take that crap there last night and try to indict Donald J. Trump. He might. He might actually. There's a non-zero chance that he may just do that. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Donald J. Trump, we dare you because we will impeach. We're winning in November and we're going to impeach you and everybody around you. Screw the White House. We're going to impeach you and everybody in DOJ. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that there is a I think in the minds of these people, in the minds of the people who are in favor of the January 6th events or don't believe them to be as evil as they really were, or in the minds of people like Steve Bannon or his followers, we are in a civil war in their minds. Whether we're actually in one or not, they think we are. And that means they're willing to do absolutely anything, absolutely anything, to accomplish their goals, up to and including a full-blown insurrection if the possibility or if the opportunity arises which is what we saw on January 6th. Check this one out. This is Mike Lindell. He isn't specifically referencing January 6th in this video, but the subject of Trump winning came up on his TV network recently. Lindell TV is what it's called. So listen to what he has to say. Mid-June 2022, he has another plan to get Donald Trump back into office before 2024 or before the next election. Event on the 16th and 17th of July, everybody. 16th and 17th of July, okay. It's going to change everything. And I'll tell you, all the influencers are that are invited, thousands of podcasters and TV hosts, radio hosts, that this is going to be the voice of the world. I'm going to, Brandon, I'm going to invite people from overseas, big organizations that have a big influence on the world. So I guess he's holding another cyber symposium? Is that what he's telling us? They're the ones that are going to be there. And they're going to be handpicked. I'm picking them. They're going to be there. And they're going to put out their voice. And you know what? After those two days, 
If there's any politician left in the United States that says there was no election crime and that they really are in love with those machines, they can sit behind those melted down prison bars made from those machines right next to Brad Rassenberger. We can build a whole big old new prison for all the people that were part of the election crime of 2020. So he intends to hold some event in July, and after that event takes place, any politician who doesn't blindly believe that Donald Trump actually won 2020 election, or actually won the 2020 election, he wants to put in prison for not accepting the piss-poor evidence or the lack of evidence that Lindell is providing to people. Well, with all that being said, why don't we take a look at what's happening on Patriots.win. Again, this place is really, really bad. Really bad. It's so bad that I was trying to transfer the links over to my other computer. Like, I have a streaming computer that I use to stream, and then I have an editing computer that I use, a Mac, right? So I was using Facebook Messenger to send a link to this website from my streaming computer to my editing computer earlier today, and it won't send. This website is blocked on all of Facebook, even in private messages. You can't send messages with a link to this website in it. That's how bad it is. Let's just kind of glance through and and see what kind of propaganda they're creating there. I don't think the people on Patriots.win are actually even creating the propaganda. I don't know this for sure, but I, I think that The propaganda and the memes are probably being created by pro-Trump Republican think tanks, and that includes think tanks sponsored by and paid by Russia. This is a meme that came out. Your outrage is manufactured. BLM riots versus January 6th. So they have two lists. They're categorized here. January 6th lasted a couple hours. Zero murders by participants. No small businesses destroyed versus BLM riots lasted seven months, 20 plus murders and hundreds of small businesses destroyed. Again, it's propaganda. It's absolute nonsense. There's very little evidence of extreme destruction that they're trying to portray here. And there's certainly not any evidence to support the claims that they're making in this meme. 150 federal buildings damaged, $1 billion to $2 billion damage, no evidence for any of this. 2,037 officers assaulted, protesters bailed out, encouraged by media and politicians, no evidence of any of this. This is all pure, unadulterated propaganda. So let's see what the people are saying in the comments. $1.5 million in damages for J6 is ridiculous. They broke some fences, some windows, tipped over some trash cans, more like 50,000 max damage. However, with minor tweaks, this will make a great t-shirt. They live in a delusion. It was a full-blown insurrection, and they're downplaying it. They're saying it lasted a couple hours. It wasn't a big deal. Who cares? They're even proud of it. You fail to account for the incredible inefficiency and waste of government. When you acquire your income via theft, thrift is not a primary concern. I don't fully understand what he's talking about. More importantly, it wasn't Trump supporters who caused those damages. The damage was done by a combination of FBI and Antifa. You can only have it one way. You can't say it was Antifa that did BLM, or I'm sorry, you can't say it was Antifa that did the January 6th riots and simultaneously say the people they have in jail for this are patriots. They did the right thing. Either they were Trump supporters who did the right thing or it was Antifa. Pick one. Now, they're going to have it both ways. All the actual Trumpers were 100% peaceful and non-destructive. Delusion. They live in a delusional world. They really do. 
All they wanted was for Congress to stop certifying an illegitimate president. All they wanted, huh? While they were there, maybe punch Mike Pence in the face for turning his back on Trump like a traitor. They really do live in a complete delusion, these people, all of them, on this website. They probably had to pay for a bunch of environmental impact studies to a herd of university blank for months before they could talk some janitor into picking up the tipped over trash cans. Downplaying the damage that was done. Once again, it was just tipped over trash cans. No, we have video of what happened. We know exactly what happened. They busted in windows. People died. People got hurt. Badly hurt. 1.5 million is extremely low. I bet they'll spend 20 million hardening the building. Probably 30 million. That's what happened. They report the cost as 30 million or something because they include the cost of keeping the National Guard there for a month. All the hardening of the building they're going to do and even the mental health services that ca the Capitol Police supposedly need now. They, they don't even believe that the Capitol Police need mental or emotional help after what they experience. The riot was like 2 million tops. For context, Kenosha, Wisconsin alone was 50 in damages only, which they are unable to match with January 6th, even including all the BS costs too. Yeah, a lot of these people just make facts up right off the top of their head. No evidence that Kenosha cost 50 million in damages or, or anything. They just make things up completely. Look at this one. This is a tweet from Randy Quaid, apparently. Jan 6 primetime hearing was an FCC violation by all networks that aired this illegal campaign ad. The FCC must enforce the equal time rule by airing 2,000 mules. What a joke. There is an FCC rule about equal time. If a politician or a political candidate goes on TV or broadcasts or whatever else, then their opponents have to get equal time to them. That's why... Mehmet Oz's TV show, Dr. Oz, was canceled from my understanding because the network was going to have to give equal time to his opponents. Except the January 6th hearings are not in favor of or against any specific political candidate. They were detailing the events of a uh, political insurrection that took place in the United States. That wasn't an attempt to promote Biden. It was just pointing out that this person committed sedition against the United States government. Equal time wouldn't apply. But again, these people live in a delusional world. It doesn't matter. Facts do not matter to these people. Seems Americans didn't have the gas to tune in. Too bad. Incorrect. There were actually a lot of people who tuned in. So it seems to me that the way the right is reacting is they're pretending that it, there was nothing to see there. It was no big deal. They're downplaying it. They're saying Antifa did it. But the Trump supporters that were there, which there were some apparently according to them, they were super peaceful. It was the Antifa people and the FBI agents that did all the damage. And nobody's even interested in the hearings anyways, apparently, according to these people. The big lie about the 2020 election is out of the bottle and the propaganda isn't working to deflect to yet another new variant of foreign entanglement or other ridiculous BS. The number of patriots... I'm reading slowly because I don't want to come across a word that I really don't want to say. Forgive me if I accidentally say a word I shouldn't. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to avoid anything like that, but this place is a cesspool. The number of patriots volunteering as election watchers for the midterms is going to make it much harder to steal than it's been in the past. Actually, having election watchers like that, there are a lot of rules and regulations about it because it can turn into voter intimidation very quickly. 
And these people don't understand the meaning of the term voter intimidation or election watchers. They just want to send who they view to be patriots into these election sites to carry guns in and stand behind people as they cast ballots. No big deal, right? I'm not saying they're not going to come up with some new... But either in 2022 or 2024, we're going to have something close enough to a fair election that they're not going to be able to undo another massive landslide. I just want to be clear that I was volunteering to be the hangman for the public trials for treason from the very beginning, so no people cutsies in line. Dude wants to be the hangman for public trials for treason against anybody who believes that the election was not stolen or accepts that the election was not stolen. They live in a delusional world, and they have an interest in getting violent. Let's look for the January 6th stuff. This is r slash conservative. See what they have to say about it. God. Some of these posts, though they're not about January 6th, are pretty interesting. Guns must not be used for self-defense. Canada's Trudeau insists. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. You shouldn't be using guns for self-defense. You should be using the police for self-defense. Here's a post on r slash conservative posted three hours ago. Jim Jordan, which is a congressman, January 6th committee has altered evidence and lied to the American people about it. No, no, that's incorrect. They haven't. That is propaganda. And the fact that this guy is spreading it the way he is, absolutely disgusting, disturbing stuff. He's carrying water for Donald Trump in his insurrection. First January 6th hearing posts abysmal ratings in primetime slot. That's not true. It's nonsense. They had 20 million live viewers. That's insanely high. Same thing Schiff did with the impeachments, claiming Trump did stuff while providing only accusations, zero actual evidence of any legal wrongdoing by Trump, and only allowing one side of it to say anything. This is nothing more than the media giving Democrats free ad time. Just another Schiff show. But they're not Democrats. There are Republicans on there too. This is not a democratic witch hunt, much as you want it to be. This is the response of the right. This is what they believe. This is how they're viewing things. Telling you guys, they live in a delusional world. They really do. Anything involving Schiff and then throw in Raskin as a giant anti-Trump show. Both are obsessed with Trump being off any and all further ballots. Trump lives rent-free in their heads. Just what Raskin needs is mental health issues run wild in his family. Okay, personal attacks. I don't know what they're talking about, but Trump actually did really plot and execute an insurrection against the U.S. government. He did. That's what happened. If you don't believe that, you live in a delusional world. So, yeah, absolutely. I don't want Trump on any ballots either. Lindsey Graham, I don't like the guy, but I don't want to throw him off of a ballot. Mike Pence, disgusting human being by all accounts. I don't want him thrown off of the ballot. Donald Trump is an insurrectionist, and I want him off of every ballot in the United States permanently. People are tired of the BS. We should be talking about the economy, the border situation, the ever-present opioid epidemic. But no, they only want to focus on the bad orange man because he was mean and showed that career politicians are useless. Okay, I don't know what that means. Showed that career politicians are useless. That's not what we're talking about. Do you know what the January 6th hearings are all about? Do you have any idea why this is even going on? Have you watched three minutes of it? This isn't about politicians being useless. This is about a full-blown insurrection against the United States government. And in addition to that, the border situation, the opioid epidemic, the economy, we can do multiple things at once. You realize that, right? The budget of the U.S. government is $5.9 trillion. You realize that we can devote 
I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars to this committee, you realize it's only like six people out of the 538 congressmen that represent the United States, right? We can actually do multiple things at once. That's possible. We can investigate insurrectionists and also focus on the economy and all the other stuff that you're worried about simultaneously. This is propaganda. This guy is spreading propaganda to try to allay the fears that people may have about the January 6th hearings. Is it normal for congressional hearings to be aired on primetime TV? No, it's not. Neither is an insurrection. Very unusual, both of those things. When the Democrats are looking at a substantial midterm loss, it is. Yeah, except that the committee is run by Republicans, too. Multiple Republicans, it's bipartisan. Who gives a how many people are watching the viewership of political hearings of court case or court cases has nothing to do with the merit of the case? That's true. I agree. Just so happens that this case has a lot of merit. It's been proven without a shadow of a doubt at this point that Donald Trump was directing things from the top and planned a full-blown insurrection against the United States government. Figures, people don't like being lied to and gaslighted. Eventually, even the most devoted Democrats will reach their limit. Will these people ever come out of the delusional world they live in? Will they ever come out? Will they ever find their way out of this delusion? Or are they doomed to live in their heads forever? That's my question for you. Will they ever come back to reality with the rest of us? Or are we just going to have to expect this kind of thing from here on? The people that we were just reading from on Reddit and on Patriots.win are the people who have houses like this. If you were listening, not watching, this woman is driving by a house that has Trump signs all over the place. I'm sorry that it's so herky-jerky with my camera at times, but wait till the end. Wait till you see the mailbox. This is a house in St. James, Long Island. I was so shocked driving by that I couldn't even control my camera. It had a sign that said, smile, you're on camera. So I hope they saw me and I hope they, well, they have no shame. So I don't think they'd mind being all over TikTok, but this should be sent to cult deprogrammers and somebody else that might be able to intervene and help these people because the inhabitants of this home are very, very mentally unwell. This is not the sign of a mentally stable human being. I feel bad if there's children in this home. Um, I hope the whole house gets sunk into a sinkhole like in Poltergeist. If you were listening, not watching, this woman is driving by a house that has Trump signs all over the place. Uh, the whole house is decked out in Trump flags, Trump 2024 signs, gigantic. I mean, everywhere. The, the people must have spent $10,000 on Trump paraphernalia to deck their entire house out in Trump gear. Like Trump, make America great again, signs, gigantic hanging on their roof. Uh, I mean, everything. It, it's just... Their mailbox has a picture of Donald Trump's face on it. I mean, it completely unhinged stuff. That is who is posting comments on places like Patriots.win. That is who's posting comments on r slash conservative. You know who else is? People like this. Please, President Trump. Please, please. I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. 
these people live in a delusional world. They really are disconnected from reality. I don't know how else I can communicate this more clearly. These people will never give up on the guy. And they will never believe or accept the fact that he led a full-blown insurrection against the U.S. government because he didn't want to leave office. They'll never accept that. So our best hope is to appeal to moderates, to reasonable people, at least people who have a chance, who, people who are still in their heads, like people who are still in reality with the rest of us. Best we can do is appeal to those people to try to prevent this guy from taking office ever again. Because I believe if he does take office again, if he does take the presidency again, he will turn the U.S. into a dictatorship. I truly believe that. And I'm not the only one saying that. There are political scientists who back me up on that. Greg Edmonds, Owen Cheney is not claiming she's offering sworn testimony. Big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the article said claiming, or maybe I said it, but either way, she is not claiming. You're right. She's offering sworn testimony. In fact, everybody in the January 6th hearing were offering sworn testimony under oath, under penalty of perjury. The hearings were a big deal, a very big deal. And as I said, now that the hearings have taken place, they can be entered into the National Ar Archives, and they can't rewrite history no matter who wins. That's on record forever, a matter of public record. Next, we're going to talk about Trump joining the Reawaken America tour. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. We got some big news. Trump is joining the Reawaken America Tour. If you're unfamiliar with the Reawaken America Tour, it's this conference that's been going around the country saying absolutely unhinged stuff for uh, maybe a year now. I think they've been on tour for at least a year, maybe two years at this point. But we got some big hits out of it. It's like some really famous clips that were really, really unhinged. Jim Brewer, the comedian Jim Brewer, he went to the Reawaken America Tour and you know, did this whole comedy routine that I personally didn't find very amusing, but to each their own, I suppose. You may remember this. This was from December, mid-December 2021, when, when this came out. Let me just show you just a few seconds from Jim Brewer's appearance at Reawaken America, just to kind of give you a little reminder of what happened. You know what a cockatoo is? A cockatoo... <laughs> And that, that's what everyone's become. Little cockatoos staring at the screen. <laughs> facts and figures, facts and figures. Oh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Ah, trust the science, trust the science. Needless to say, he's a vaccine skeptic, if you can call him that, a vaccine skeptic or whatever. He's not the only one. That's kind of what the tour stands for. Not just anti-vax stuff. But the tour has been about all kinds of unhinged stuff, and that's what we're going to talk about. So let's watch this announcement that Trump is joining the tour, and then we're going to talk about what we find 
in the tour? What kind of speakers will be on stage with Trump? What kinds of ideas will speakers be sharing with Trump there? This is early June 2022. This is the announcement that Trump is joining the tour. Listen to this. And so we gather on these Clay Clark Reawaken America tours. Clay Clark was the organizer. He's the one that started the uh, Reawaken America tour. Again, go to time to free America, time to freeamerica.com. Look up the event that you think that you would like to attend and use the promo code right side over there. And you can get discounts to the and free access to the meet and greets where you can meet myself and Vandersteel, Mel Kay, just to name a few, General Michael Flynn, uh, perhaps Eric Trump and others who are on the tour. So make sure you stop by time to freeamerica.com, promo code right side. So we we do gather. And these are done with intent to educate, inspire, and motivate. Educate? I would beg to differ on that one. I'm not so sure you're educating anybody on anything, but okay. We now have the attention and the support of the Trump family. Eric Trump, Donald Jr. have been at these events. Uh, we will go up through at least November to the election uh, in November. And we will, I'm told, we will have President Trump at, one, at the final event. Now, that will be record-setting, and it will be incredible. So there's the announcement. Donald Trump is joining the tour, at least for the final event. But they have the Trump family, as they said. Eric and Donald Trump Jr. will be there. In fact, I think Eric's already made appearances and, and talked there. This clip is from mid-December 2021. This is the announcement that Eric Trump was joining the tour originally. And this is Clay Clark on the right. He's talking to a guy named Pete Santilli of the Pete Santilli Show. We'll get to Pete in a minute. Listen to Clay Clark's explanation of why it's so groundbreaking to have somebody as big and influential as eric trump there trump has now joined the tour and what that does by eric joining the tour what that does is that brings people to the events that uh maybe think shows like yours and mine are crazy shows because we share so much truth pete uh truth may not be the word that i'd use uh fiction is probably more accurate but okay that's the point, though, isn't it? They're bringing attention to the absolutely unhinged ideas that Pete Santilli, Clay Clark, and all of the others have to offer. Absolutely unhinged ideas. So what are those ideas? You guys may not know Pete Santilli, but again, he's at the Reawaken America tour, so let's just watch one of his clips, see what he's all about. This is early August 2021 with Deanna Lorraine, which, by the way, Deanna Lorraine was an InfoWars correspondent for a while, and then ran for Congress. Listen to Pete Santilli. The people now that are learning more about the adverse impact of getting vaccinated. There is no adverse reaction or consequence or whatever it was he said. What did he say? Impact of getting vaccinated. Impact, yeah. There's no adverse impact. It's a fabrication that's all in your head, Pete. There is no adverse impact. Impact of getting vaccinated. They're having mm -hmm. regrets about it because we're hearing about this shedding uh, that's yeah. going on. And vaccine shedding is something that can happen with certain types of vaccines, not with this type of vaccine. It is literally impossible, scientifically impossible for people to shed with this type of vaccine. It does not happen. It is, once again, a fabrication in your own head. Pete, and it's propaganda uh, that's yeah. going on and the vaccine shedding the shedding and and also um, 
the the activation of the graphene oxide is actually sitting there dormant. But if it gets energized by something like 5G. Wow. Fit as many conspiracies in there as you can, huh? Graphene oxide, first of all, is not in the vaccine. That is another fabrication. 5G doesn't affect graphene oxide. And even if it did, there isn't any in the vaccine anyways. What are you even talking about? My phone currently right now has 5G signal. There is 5G signal in my area, and I got vaccinated. Guess what? I'm fine. How about that? So everything that this dude just said was complete nonsense from the ground up. Everything. 5G? But look at his face right now. He's like, oh my God. He is so perplexed. Look, did he just see, did he cross his eyes? I think he even crossed his eyes for a second. Now, maybe his eyes darted back and forth. Maybe that's what I was seeing. Yeah. Darting eyes when he says 5G. This guy honestly lives in a different reality. This is delusional talk. Full-blown delusional talk. Clinical delusion at this point, in my opinion. I'm not a psychologist. That's just what it seems like to me. Energized by something like 5G, it actually kills all the cells around it. That is so crazy to me. I mean, can you imagine if they just like activate and said, oh, all right, a million people are going to be gone. He's saying if they activate 5G networks, like cellular networks, 5G cell networks in the United States, everybody who got vaccinated is just gone, he says. Full-blown delusional thinking. They do not live in reality with the rest of us. So anyway, that is Pete Santilli. Just want to give you a little primer into who he was. He's on the tour. The people we talk about from here forward will be at the tour with Donald Trump. Listen to this one. This is Stella Emanuel. Got famous for spreading a bunch of conspiracy theories. And Donald Trump, I believe, retweeted one of her videos where she was just spreading just the craziest nonsense. Listen to this one. Late March 2022. Brothers and sisters, patriots. We are living in a time when there are two seeds in the world. The other seed is not human. Two seeds or seeds? I'm not fully understanding. That seed is not human. And until we start realizing that we're dealing with creatures that are not human, you keep thinking people like Pelosi and Biden are human. I don't know where their human selves are. But the Bible says the devil would deceive the people of the world to create these images. So how does this deception take place? Be quiet, be quiet. Have, wait, you, you have time to shut. Just give me a few minutes. She's saying Biden and Pelosi are have been replaced with demons. Their minds are gone and they've been replaced with demons, demon clones. What's happening to this seed? Listen, the devil would deceive them to cl that if you die, you're going to live forever. We will clone you, download your brain to the Internet of Things. And then we're going to upload your brain back into that clone and you live forever. It's a deception because you see, Bill Gates has been deceived. Even the elites of the world that were human beings have been deceived. Bill Gates has been deceived. They've all been deceived. I thought that they were the ones that were orchestrating this whole plan. What happened to that? Who's orchestrating this plan if not like Bill Gates or whoever else, George Soros and all that? All of the targets of the conspiracy theories you like to come up with. Because if Bill Gates was going to die in 20 years, why is he trying to kill us? Why is he trying to preserve the world if he's living in 20 years? They have deceived him that when he will live forever. That when he dies, they will clone him. But he will die, or maybe he has already. And he would go to hell. Okay, so they believe that Bill Gates and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are going to... I guess their brains are going to be, like, uploaded onto the internet. 
and their bodies will be replaced with demons, except their brains aren't actually going to be preserved. I guess their consciousness is just going to hell rather than going to the internet. This is at Reawaken America, by the way. There's a banner at the bottom of the screen you can see here. It says, experience Clay Clark's Reawaken America. She is at Reawaken America saying this stuff. You know, the conference that Donald Trump is going to go to, the conference that Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have been attending and speaking at this whole time? Yeah, she's speaking there right now. They will clone him, all right. But what is going to live in those clones will be demonic spirits. And that is why their agenda is so evil. Okay, a lot of non sequiturs there, but I digress. We're not even going to get into that right now. Point is, this woman is going to share a stage with Donald Trump. Like I said, Donald Trump already retweeted some video that she was in, like when he was still president. If that's not an endorsement of the person, I don't know what is retweeting some a video that she was in and afterward sharing a stage with her. For those of you who have been involved in the vaccine conspiracy theorist movement for a while, you'll recognize who's on screen now. This is Sherry Tenpenny. She had some interesting stuff to tell us, so let's listen to this one. Again, another person who's going to be sharing a stage with Donald Trump at the Reawaken America tour, late January 2022. And I want people to remember, remember this term because you're gonna hear a lot of it in the next year, quantum entanglement. When I hear that term, I'm immediately skeptical. I have read books about what quantum entanglement is and how it works and what we can learn and accomplish from it. But every time I hear that term from somebody who's not an actual scientist or researcher, like somebody like this, it ends up being some quack conspiracy theory about how they're trying to control your brain or some other nonsense. Deepak Chopra likes to talk about quantum entanglement a lot, too. For what it's worth, Sherry Tenpenny is actually a doctor, apparently. I don't know when she got her degree or how she got the degree, how she passed the tests while being so completely ignorant in every area of medicine, but she's a conspiracy theorist to the core, and I believe if she wasn't the one that started the the key thing where it sticks to your forehead after you get vaccinated, if she wasn't the one that started it, then she at least propagated it. I remember seeing her at a couple of things where she did the key thing, like city council meetings and stuff where she did that. Deep, deep conspiracy theorist, and here she is talking about quantum entanglement. Big, big surprise. Let's listen. Remember this term because you're going to hear a lot of it in the next year. Quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement. Because when that's from a physics perspective, what happens when you take that shot in? There's all this entangling that's on. And with the artificial intelligence. No, there isn't all this entangling that goes on. God, just I don't I'll let it play. I'll let it play. That's on, and with the artificial intelligence hooking you up to the Google credit scores and all the, you know, all of the the D the D matrix and all of those things, it's happening. And people D matrix. What is a D matrix? Do you want to explain any of this to me and explain how you know it in the first place? Quantum entanglement, if you're unfamiliar, is the phenomenon where atoms can entangle with each other so what one does the other one does too so once you take a measurement of an atom of one of its values like its spin or its direction or whatever else once you measure an atom it kind of collapses the wave function and you can't take 
other measurements. You can't measure other parts, basically. With quantum entanglement, there are two atoms that are linked together. And when you measure one and collapse it, its wave function, the other one also collapses at the exact same moment, instantaneously. It's a phenomenon of quantum physics that is absolutely fascinating. There's been a lot of speculation about how this works. Like, is this actual instantaneous faster than light information sharing when you collapse the wave function of one of these and the other one stops no matter where it is in the universe whether one is on the north pole and the other is on the south pole or spread across the galaxy or whatever it doesn't matter this information sharing is it actually instantaneous or is it like you have two pairs of gloves you have a, a left glove and a right glove you put each one in a box somebody carries one box to each of the poles, north and south. The person at the south pole opens the box and sees they have a left-handed glove. That means instantaneously they know that the other person will have a right-handed glove. Is it working like that? That was the question that Albert Einstein was asking when he was trying to figure out how quantum entanglement works. And they concocted a test that would determine if it really is faster than light information travel, or if it's just like left-handed, right-handed, like it's not really information sharing. It's just now that we know what this is, we know what that is, kind of like the glove analogy. And they determined after running these tests that it is, in fact, faster than light information travel. It was a massively big scientific breakthrough in the field of quantum mechanics. A really, really big deal. For that reason, a lot of scientists are mystified by it. They don't really understand how this works or how it, it can be physically possible for this to even be the case in the universe, because we thought that the speed of light was the speed limit of the universe and all this other stuff. For that reason, there's a lot of conspiracy theory that builds up around quantum entanglement. In reality, it's just a weird little quirk of the universe of quantum mechanics that we don't understand yet. One day we likely will if we survive that long. But conspiracy theorists take that wonder and amazement and, and lack of understanding or lack of knowledge in this field and leverage it to convince people that there's something supernatural or mystical happening or that it can be used against you in some way, which is exactly what Sherry Tenpenny is doing here, trying to convince you that they're using quantum entanglement in a vaccine. First of all, if we could harness quantum entanglement like that, we wouldn't have an information lag. Like, I'm on YouTube streaming right now. There's like a 20-second lag. If we were capable of harnessing quantum entanglement to communicate instantaneously like that, we wouldn't have lag at all. There wouldn't be lag. It would be instant. The facts and the logic don't matter. They don't matter to people like this. It's irrelevant. What matters is convincing you that the vaccine is evil and that they're using quantum entanglement to tie you to Google's credit score, blah, blah, blah. It's nonsense from the ground up. By the way, I'm not a physicist. I hope I didn't get any of that incorrect. It's happening in people that have already been injected. So what you need to do is... No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's not happening. It, it was nonsense from the ground up. It's happening in people that have already been injected. So what you need to do is really understand what their end game is and block it and repent and stand back trust and truth and lead into the Lord. And then that is your salvation, is to get that back into your body. You catch all that? Lean into the Lord, repent. This is all supernatural stuff. It's all about Jesus with these people. They try to use science as far as they can. They try to ride it like a horse 
to get a little bit further among these conspiracy theorists. They try to con people into believing they know what they're talking about, but when it comes down to it, when it all boils down to it, it's all about supernatural claims. It's all about Jesus. That's it. I see the exact same thing with people who attack the trans community. They come up with all these bizarre ideas about this thing and that thing, try to use science to their advantage. When it all boils down to it, science is completely irrelevant to them. It really does not matter, not one bit. What matters is that they believe that you have a, a spirit, and that spirit is male or female, and you defying that hurts them. They take it as a personal offense or an offense against God because God didn't create you that way. It's all supernatural nonsense all the way down. Again, she's sharing a stage with Trump. So is this guy, Scott McKay, also known as Patriot Street Fighter. I have a lot of videos about him on my podcast channel. If you don't know who he is, you should watch the latest video. It was actually pretty popular when it came out. Late March 2022. Check this one out. This is quintessential Patriot Street Fighter. You are now in this war. That's why you're here. Are you going to answer Christ's call? Are you going to be part of the ascending Christ consciousness on this planet so we bury this satanic architecture which has infiltrated every aspect of society? Okay, so far I have no idea what this guy is talking about. Architecture, infiltrated, something, something. Which has infiltrated every aspect of society. The Kazarian Mafia has been killing you. They're now killing you in hospitals. Kazarian Mafia? What? What? What's he talking about? Yeah, he believes that the Cabal, if you will. In fact, I think that's probably what he's talking about when he said Kazarian Mafia, whatever that is. I think it's talking about the Cabal, the group of elites that are out to get you. Better watch out. They're coming for you. They're taking you out in hospitals and all this stuff. What's it like to live in a conspiracy theory universe like this? What is it like, you think? They're killing you in the streets. They launched Antifa and BLM. That's when I blew the gasket. Okay, now th that's when I blew the gasket. Okay. This is what makes this guy concerning, what he's about to say. Listen to this. That's when I said, okay, no governor, no president, no state legislature is going to say it. Then I'm going to say it. I'm going to come out and I'm going to rain this shitstorm down on all these scumbags until they are dead. Yeah, that's not the only instance of him saying something like that. Check this one out. This is another appearance at Reawaken America from Scott McKay, the Patriot Street Fighter, if you will. The people that I'm showing right now have gigantic Telegram channels, by the way. Some of them bigger than I am on YouTube, which is really saying something because Telegram doesn't have the kind of user base that you would need to like build a platform that way. Like YouTube is just flooded with viewers, like watchers and listeners, and it's not as hard to build a platform on YouTube as it is on Telegram. Telegram has a tiny user base compared to YouTube in, in a lot of ways. These guys have gigantic Telegram channels. Once again, Reawaken America, this is one of his appearances there. Listen to this one. The new phase is um, I'm going to, as I keep getting more information coming in from my friends, who are part of the murder machine of any hospital, I'm going to name names, show pictures where I can. These are the nurses, doctors involved in murdering these people. 
the starting point that he's starting from is the cabal is coming after the people that he loves and trying to infect them with this illness or whatever. That's his starting point. When you start there, whatever path you take is going to lead you to nonsense and, and most likely violence. And it did in his case. It did. Start pushing these people into the public eye and let's see how they like that battlefield. Wow. So he wants to dox healthcare workers. Look, there's we can't allow the enemy or anybody to use our virtues against us. That's right. And I don't, obviously, we know that. And that's probably where I was able to overcome any barriers to letting Patriot Street Fighter rip and fly. I don't allow anybody to, you know, the semantics of language or use my virtues against me. This is war, it's gonna get bloody and I'm gonna get ugly too. Uh, no less ugly than any 1776 preacher that dropped his Bible on the lectern, grabbed his muzzle loader or musket right. and went out and put balls and bullets inside people and, and watched blood flow on a battlefield. That's what they had to do. That's in the name of Christ. It's an evil enemy. Any of the minions, including the doctors and nurses who are part of it, knowingly or unknowingly, that's not for me to sort out. Yep. But they need to know what's coming next. And that's the only other battle that I can see in my future now coming up after what happened to Kirsten W. Notice he said no less so than 1776 preachers. Uh, no less ugly than any 1776 preacher that dropped his Bible on the lectern. He said no less so, not no more so. His listeners generally respect what happened in 1776 and don't think it was overkill, which is bad enough, but he doesn't intend to stop there. He intends to make it worse than 1776, hence his use of the term no less than 1776. So this guy has, I, I feel, clearly expressed an interest in violence, and it, it lives in a delusional world. Once again, this guy lives in a delusion. He believes the cabal is out to get him, and he needs to do anything he can to stop it, up to and including doing a new 1776 m movement, and he got very explicit in that last one. That's who Trump is sharing a stage with. These are the people that Trump is sharing a stage with moving forward. As if Trump wasn't bad enough, he is now using his name and platform to elevate these people, to raise them up and make them more well-known, expose them to the world. We should be concerned. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.